Stand by for action. Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast. I am, of course, Tom, and Neil is here also, as usual, right, Neil? <laughs> I hope I'm here. That would be but good, I was, right? I'm already, I'm already stepping on my own dick here. That's not good. <laughs> I think people who've been with us for 270 episodes know what to expect I, You know, I've by never been that good at going from introducing me to introducing you. So, That's anyway, okay. Punk Till I Die 77 at Gmail, Punk Till I Die on the Facebook group, lots of fun chatter on there lately. Um yeah. Is there any other any other news we need to update before we get dive into this thing? Um, I'm assuming that if people want t-shirts, they can still go to loudpizza.com and pick up t-shirts and stuff. Yeah. I only have two t-shirts left, and they're both double XL. So if we have any big boys out there who want to who want a double XL shirt, you can reach man out. size man size fans. Man, yes, yes. There you go. You can reach out, reach out to me, and I'll uh, I'll try and catch you one. Free so stickers. Fit half the people. They would fit half the people at a street punk show, Neil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Um, free stickers. If you would like a sticker, just send us an email, and we'll with your address, and we'll happy to send you a couple stickers or whatever. So, yeah. Apart, so, from, apart from that, Tom, let's get on with the show because we have a special right, so we guest. Have a, we have we have a, a very interesting guest with us today. He's he, he may in fact be on the lamb from the law. We're not sure because he has so many <laughs> so many names. Yes, a lot of but names. I think primarily. We're going to talk to him as a musician, but he does a lot of other interesting stuff, too, that I would like to get into, at least a little bit, personally. Sure. yeah. So, this is one of Neil's favorite records from last year. You, last year was Dickie... Dickie? <laughs> Good Lord. Dick Dickie, Dickie? Devil <laughs> Dickie Devil and the Deviants. Yeah, it was actually... It's so funny, Neil. I think this is the best name ever, because you could put it in any order, and it's still pretty good. Like, you could do Devil Dickie and the Deviants, or Deviant Dickie and the Devils. I mean, it works... <laughs> No matter how you do it, so don't give him any more ideas for different names. <laughs> so we have Dicky Devil. We have Dicky Devil with us. If that is in fact your real name, how you doing, Dicky? Hey, uh, how you doing? This is this is this is, is Dicky. I'm sure uh, that's what your mother calls you, my, my little Dicky. Yeah. Oh, good God! Wow, that's went off the rails fast. Well, he's actually yeah. well. I, actually, um, I think we're actually going to speak mainly to I think Ronan James. That is uh, that is the correct uh, person. Correct? Am I yes, that well, right? So, so Ronan James is the manager of of Dickie Devil and the Deviants, technically. So, uh, keeping up kayfabe here, I can speak for Dickie. But, okay. Uh, so, so, and, and, so Dickie and will Dickie be in and out. In. Yeah, yeah. Dickie will pop in from time to time. You might hear him. You'll, you'll, you'll notice he gets a little higher pitched and and talks with like fifty slang. He'll call you Daddy O's and all that stuff. So. <laughs> that sounds good. I like, the, I like the sound of that. So yeah, so the, the, your album, Dickie's album, I should say, I'll get that correct. Uh, Dickie's album came in th- number three of my uh, top ten albums from last year, from twenty twenty three. And I have to give a shout out to Justin Seelig because he is the person that turned me on to this because I'd never heard of Dickie Devil in a deviance and um i think it was like halfway through the year right tom we said you know we're not finding much great in 2023 so far so give us your suggestions in the facebook group and justin selig said uh oh dickie devil and deviance best album of the year 
So I, like, I think he'd been. I, I don't know. If, I think maybe you guys play some shows with Goodman doing nothing or or yeah. something. And he said you got to see these guys. And he's he's good for like at least a band a year, right? Last year was the Meth Rats, or two years ago was the Meth Rats. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's, and now Dicky Devil. So yeah. yeah, Justin Justin's our man. He yeah, and yeah. I will hang out in August. Hopefully. So so it's funny. I got I downloaded it. And I was looking at the cover, and I'm like, "Oh no, it's going to be more stupid pop punk in it." I'll, I'll give it a, I'll give it a couple songs, and uh, I, you know, and then I'll, then I'll throw it away or whatever. But no, it man, it hooked me straight away because it's real fun. I mean, it, it is fun. It is pop punky, but it's also funny as fuck, and it's like horror punky as well. And the songs yeah, a little, little gothabilly kind of thing yeah, going a little on goth, right? yeah, certainly some goth thing in there. But it, the songs are just catchy and really, really well written. So it grabs you by the balls straight away. It's really, really fucking good stuff. So yeah. So, well, I, so I, I, I have it in my head that Dicky Devil the Demons were kind of youngsters, but I've sort of. It's not thinking <laughs> that anymore. I assume this isn't your first time around the block playing music. No, no, this is not my first time around the block playing music. I, uh, I, I that's one of the reasons Dicky wears a mask, and and we're all friends here. I I trust you guys aren't going to give away my secret identity. Sure, sure. Keep up. It's just I'm so here, confused right? so about, I'm so confused about it that I don't know if I could give it away. So I think we're I think we're all right. <laughs> there we go. So yeah, I, I've played. Um, I was a musician to start with when I was young. Uh, I was a skateboarder, skate punk way back in the day. Latchkey kid grew up, you know, not to give away my age, but 80s latchkey kids skateboarding in Philly. I saw the Misfits with Glenn Danzig playing live. I saw Seven Seconds. I saw all these bands when they were young kids out playing and stuff. And I played in uh, a couple local bands years and years ago. And um, I, I... Gave music a shot for many, many years, and then uh, as I reached a certain age, I wound up having a son, unexpectedly, uh, and figured, all right, I'm going to give this music thing another year or two, and then i got to figure out something else. And, uh, sure. and so I wound up leaving music, and, and of all things, I, I went to school for film. That's what I originally went to college for. That's what I would, uh, you know. That's what I wanted to do most of my life. I wanted to be a stuntman when I was a kid. I wanted to make movies ever since I can remember, and that's what I went to school for. Uh, so after I gave up on music, I decided I was in school for filmmaking again. I was back doing some filmmaking classes and shooting, having to shoot little shorts and write little shorts. And so me and a group of friends were shooting these. Uh, mad TV style sketches with we all had martial arts backgrounds a lot of us and we were doing we loved stunts we loved Jackie Chan we loved all that Hong Kong cinema so we incorporated comedy slapstick kind of like a la Jackie Chan with martial arts fight choreography and that's how we started this path down stunts that we <laughs> that I wound up in. Um, I hustled my way onto a set and I wound up in stunts for the next 20 years but during that time uh i wind up going and seeing a band while well i had stopped listening to music bands everything except like soundtracks i would listen to soundtracks when i worked out and trained and did martial arts do really you stopped listening to music huh yeah man i i was so uh disillusioned discouraged with the industry um i had been through some bad deals i had seen a lot of bad shit lost people there was a lot of drugs around i was around a lot of drugs i lost my brother well i would eventually lose my brother because the drugs were back 
But, uh, yeah, so I was out of music altogether, pursuing seriously the career in stunts in New York, living in Philly, breaking my way in there. Uh, and then it was one Halloween I ride motorcycles, ride my motorcycle, and I see on Facebook this ad for The Misfits' Devil's Reign of all fucking albums. <laughs> <laughs> the Jerry Only fronted album, the yeah. The Jerry Only fronted It's not album. bad, guys. It's not bad. Come it's on, really it's all not right. bad. It's, you know it's okay. I agree. I agree. It, it grabbed me because I'll tell you what. I always hated Michael Graves. I grew up on Glenn Danzig Misfits. Sure, sure. I couldn't stand michael graves like we knew we lived in philly we knew about his whole background and all that stuff with the not necessarily the proud boy stuff but his, you know his whole family were cops he was you know this, uh, okay because he's from west virginia or something isn't he he's from jersey uh, or he, oh, is he, from Jer is he, he was living okay. in jersey he was in i mean he was in jersey i guess when they brought him in or he was there oh, for, okay i don't know if he's originally from there I never got into the Graves Misfits. You know the thing is, yeah, those albums always, are okay. Neil and, though, I, those two Neil and I are always kind of sympathetic for it because nobody could have done that job. You know what I mean? Nobody no. could have done that job. No, absolutely not. There was no following up Danzig. Uh, there was no, no following up. Um, but when I put on the Devil's Reign, I was like, "Oh my God, the Misfits have a new album!" I'm out of curiosity. Yeah. I'm going to check this out. I have no idea who's singing. What the hell? I click on it and I hear the singing, and I'm like, "Wow, it's back to like a crooning, yeah, deep yeah. baritone style." Who the fuck is this? And I Google it. I do a little research. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Jerry. Holy shit. <laughs> and I'm reading about it. I'm like, my God, Jerry's fucking. Uh, he went and got Lady Gaga's vocal coach and trained and did all this vocal. Did he get training. Lady Gaga's vocal coach or did yeah. he get her auto-tuner? <laughs> <laughs> good question. Hey, good point. <laughs> Maybe both. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I was like, man, okay, I got to listen to this whole album. And I got the album and I loved it. I used to ride my motorcycle around listening to the album. I was like, ah, oh, this is great. So. Fast forward a little bit after the album comes out, they tour for the album. And now I'm an active stunt man. I'm working stunts, love stunts, heavily into action movies, Hong Kong cinema, all that stuff. I work in horror movies too. But the Misfits are coming to Philly to play a Devil's Night show, and I get tickets. And I'm like, I'm going to see the Misfits. I haven't seen them since dancing in front of the band at a little fucking church in Philly in Center City, and I'm going, I'm going. So, went and saw them. Jerry was great. They were great live, man. He was super nice, friendly, shook, shook everybody's hand afterwards. Like, they, he goes out of his way to, like, uh, to be nice and, and yeah, shake. Yeah, I was kind of got that impression about him. Yeah. Him and Doyle both, I think, are real accessible. Yeah, they definitely, I mean, they love the fans, and they so understand. Who, who else was in the band at that point? So it was, uh, Jerry was singing, and... Was Dez playing It was Dez, yeah, it was Dez Cadena yeah. on guitar, and, uh... Some dude on drums. Yeah, I don't remember who the drummer was. No, yeah, it wasn't Chud, By though. that point, there was nobody. It wasn't one of the old guys, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. It was Dez and Jerry really fr uh, fronting the band at that point. Yeah. And I think maybe... Uh, did Jerry's son play rhythm guitar, maybe? I saw that. Eventually, that was that was awful. Yeah, I saw that. Eventually, they yeah. would lose Dez, and it was just... Yeah, yeah. just... This is kid. Jerry's kid, oh. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was the album that got me back into it. I went and go see him live, and after that... Uh, I was like, that gave me the itch. Seeing them play live, I got the itch to, I mean, I wanted to play a guitar again. I went and bought a new, I hadn't bought a guitar in years. I bought a guitar at a pawn shop and just started playing. And next thing you know, I mean, I was working pretty regularly. Um, I had some, you know, money put away. And I, this, all of a sudden I'm like, man. And I, and, and I missed the whole, like, 
horror punk wave. Like I, I tapped out yeah. when, you know, on Blitz Kid and, and all that second wave of horror punk stuff. I was in on the first wave, but we didn't really name it horror punk at the time. It wasn't like the... Yeah. Misfits you know were I mean? like their own category, like they are now. Yeah, right, right. They've started a whole little subgenre, and, and that wasn't the way back then. So when it really became its own subgenre, I was out of music, so I didn't know. So I was now getting back in, digging into the crates, checking out all these bands, falling in love with some new bands I'd never, heard, well, old bands that were new to me that I'd never sure. heard before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes so, sense. Uh, so, and I decided I wanted to play in a band. I was like, you know what? Let's do a little side project. And I love the horror punk stuff, but I'm going to put my own spin on it. I'm a stuntman. We're going to do action movies. We're going to do horror. We're going to do like the Misfits, but with action movies. And that's how Action Man was born. And that's how the name Ronan James came about because it was, um, we all came up with like action hero ish names and aliases ah, for gotcha. the band. And that was like the one in Philly. That was the band that really kind of put me on the map, I should say, as like a. Musician, as a like a Philly that was, area that was, musician. That was called Action Man. That was the name Action of the band. And yeah, we have a song. Yet? We do. We Action actually Man? do have a song uh, by I was Action say, Man. We, we, we usually, yeah, we, we better stick a song in. That's yeah. pretty long. <laughs> yeah, yeah actually, he's, he's pretty much done his whole career, so oh, we can say goodbye. Bye bye. We got six songs. We got nothing else to talk about. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but no, let's play that Action Man song. Tell us about the song. So this one, we took, uh, we would write songs all based the way, same way Misfits base their stuff on horror movies. We would base it on yep. action movies or TV shows. So ah, gotcha. this was before there was going to be a Suicide Squad movie. We watched a lot of the Arrow TV show and they had their own Suicide Squad on Arrow. There was a Suicide Squad animated movie and I'm a huge comic book nerd in case you can't tell by the shit behind me here. <laughs> and, you know. But, uh, but yeah, the, we didn't, this is a, a Suicide Squad song. It's called suicide squad so it was our little homage to the uh dc comic suicide squad which when they would later announce the movie and people were sending our song to them trying to get them to put us in the soundtrack but by that time my my uh the band was short-lived i should add real quick uh we only lasted about six months my brother was the singer he had a drug problem for about 10 years we both went through all that stuff that's one of the reasons i got out of the music thing and decided to pursue stunts to get away from drugs as well uh we lost my brother he was clean for a while and then you know we were the band was kicking ass six months getting all this pub and he ods and well, that was it sorry yeah, man. Yeah. So not to put a downer on but this song was probably the uh the the peak the the pinnacle of our recordings so right. let's listen to this this is our action man then with uh suicide squad I need you to get your team in. My team? They're designated Task Force X. Give me a break. This ain't no task force. Let's call it like it is. Welcome to the Suicide Squad. Survive a 
All right. Our first song of the night from uh, Ronan James and his uh, so, alter ego. That was Action Man <laughs> with Suicide Squad. So, so we gotta, let's put a timestamp on this. Where, yeah. are we, where, are we at? where are we at right now? I think that was 2000. Oh, man. I'd have to check on YouTube. The 2006? Excuse me. Maybe. Oh, that long ago. Okay. Uh, maybe. Let me check. No, probably later than that. Let me double check. Maybe 2013. Because there's like, I, I just went on Discog to see if I can find anything, but there's several there action, is, man. Uh, funnily enough, funnily enough, in England, uh, you have G.I. Joe. We have Action Yes. We have Action Man. That's the same. Yeah. Same and as G.I. Joe we, in England. Yeah. <laughs> that's that right? where. Yeah. He had the kung fu grip. He had the wacky hair. He had the whole thing, just like the, just like GI Joe. And that's we, what we uh, took the. That's what we took the name from. We 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 oh. lifted it from Action Man from the yeah. old GI Joe figure. Yes. That's where we were like, ah, yeah, so, we're gonna do. So when I was in Neil, I had the small GI Joes. We had swivel arm battle grip. What that meant was the just above the elbows they could twist, so the arms could go in and out. It was pretty cool. Which was not which, just straight up and down. Which was your favorite outfit? Oh, on your on G.I. Joe. Big, well, but I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> see, I was in the, like, the, this would have been like the early 80s. So it was like the outfit wasn't anything. It was like it was like snake eyes and all these cool like, you know, there was the little ones, you know, not the big Barbie dolls oh. that you played with. Yeah, we had the we had the big one. I think I think <laughs> I was I thought the German the German uniform was thought was always the coolest. I mean, just, we've just always said this, dude, the Germans always had better looking uniforms. They I mean, did. Not to take yeah. a side. Not yeah. to take a side. <laughs> it was either that or the Frogman, so we could be like fucking James Bond or something. Ah, I got you. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. But, so, well, the thing is with the big ones, I mean, how many are you going to have? Like, I probably had like 20, the, 20 or 30 of the little ones, you know? You'd have like 20 good guys and like two bad guys. It's like Star Wars. Have one Stormtrooper and Darth Vader and you got like 50, 50 good guys. And the funny thing but, is, those, if, if you got those originals from the 70s, those things are worth fucking mega bucks. Yeah, my mom too. was oh. not... My my mom was not nostalgic, man. She just threw crazy. everything your shit away. <laughs> just threw yeah, it that happens. Away. Yeah. Now I see him at the comic con like unpackaged for a hundred bucks. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. all right. I'm sorry. So, that Ronan, is. what year? Where year are we at? 2015. Sorry, guys. I'm, 2015. Okay, so like 2015. Yeah. So that was relatively short lived. So did you quit for a while after that again, or did you keep right keep right going? So originally the idea was that. Um, uh, we would uh, we went right to auditioning new singers. We didn't want to lose any momentum. Uh, as tough as it was for me to do, we just kept tried to keep the ball rolling. But everybody that came in was never, couldn't just couldn't do it. They they didn't get it. They didn't understand it. They didn't like. Um, I don't know. I ran, I was writing most of the lyrics for my brother. I because the idea because I couldn't. You know, he had this drug habit, so. I like even from the beginning it was you're in here on probation I know you can sing I'll write the songs because if I got to kick you out of the band because you relapse then I got to kick you out of the band that's the way it's got to be but these are my songs you're just the singer I own the songs if anything happens because we had a very rocky relationship me and my brother we were estranged for years and it was only after he was clean for almost a year that I decided to talk to him again and and this all came about um and uh so I said, he and I have the same voice, so I was like, I'll sing Worst Case Scenario. Now, I don't really sing at the time. I did backup vocals on Action Man. I didn't actually sing. So I wasn't prepared to sing. I And, and when we couldn't find a singer, um, I was 
going through depression and and really just needed to get away uh, i had a lot of friends working in stunts down in atlanta and they were all telling me the same thing get down here there's a lot of work so i packed up and me my girlfriend at the time and packed all my stuff up and moved to atlanta for almost three years where i uh Worked stunts down there, worked on a bunch of stuff. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, one of them. Wow. I got to fight Sylvester Stallone in Escape Plan 2 while I lived down there. And, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, did, I did a bunch of cool stuff while I was living down there. But I also wound up coming back to here to Philly because I made my stunt career in New York. So I would constantly get calls to work in New York. So I was bouncing back and forth for three years. And I have to drive 13 hours because I have big stunt bag and equipment with me and my dog with me <laughs> and not putting all that on the plane so yeah what the fuck's a hour. stunt bag uh it's your gear that you keep all your stunt pads and and equipment in that you have to put on as a stunt double or hmm. if i'm coordinating i do stunt rigging as well which is all the wire work so you have to have your pulleys and wires and ropes and all that kind of stuff in there as well jesus so yeah, was it, was it who whoa, I, was? I mean, is that still big? Is Atlanta still a big movie making oh, yeah. area? I have yeah. no idea. Yeah, Atlanta's still big. They had a, they had a huge tax credit down there, and oh, they, yeah. they, while there were some other states around there that also had big ones politics came into play and killed all the other states tax credits made them really small so they could only do so much in each of these other states like south carolina north carolina that was that was michigan actually we had one for quite a while and mm-hmm. uh i don't think it the thing is, I don't know that it really paid for itself. I don't know that it was really good for the taxpayer, other than the fact that it was kind of fun for a while. Right. Yeah, but. and that's the that's the thing. And and unless you're doing um, a lot of productions, it, it's probably not as worth it. Yeah. Um, with Philly, we had one. Well, Pennsylvania had one for the for a little short time, and we were doing really well. That's how I got into stunts. I hustled my way on a set because it was way cheaper to come to Philly and shoot your show that was based in New York and just get down into the streets and pretend it was New York than mm-hmm. to actually shoot in New York. You just do your exteriors in New York and then you would shoot the rest of sure. it in Philly with New York license plates on everything. <laughs> and that's how... <laughs> so they used to love doing that, but then politics came into play and they killed the Pennsylvania credit to keep everything in New York and to push stuff down to Atlanta. Um, yeah, and that's kind of you know where a lot of that stuff went. We still have a small one here, but... We get a couple of movies a year, and a lot of times they'll go to Pittsburgh because it's cheaper there than to film in Philly. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, I'm sorry. We're, oh, so so you you decide you're going to start singing for Action Man at this point? So I moved to Atlanta, and I'm doing the. Oh, I'm sorry. You were going to sing, and then you moved back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was. I I wasn't. I had always had that in my mind, but I wasn't ready to sing. I wasn't ready to take over the singing duties when my brother passed away. And when we couldn't find anybody else, I kind of just decided to move away. And I knew I would go. Kind of fell apart. Well, I also looked for singers down there. And what happened was the guys who I was playing with, they never liked anybody. They never they they never liked anybody that uh, that we brought. And so. I was down in Atlanta secretly working on my singing. I had the instrumentals, and I was practicing in my house that I had down there. I had recording equipment, and I just kept practicing, practicing, practicing. I would do the 13-hour drives and sing along to the songs Hmm. and strengthen my vocals. And so I got – because I just didn't want to give up on it, really, um, because it was going well. So I recorded two songs – over top of the instrumentals with me singing i didn't tell the guys in the band it was me i said hey i got this guy down here 
<laughs> his name's Dickie. <laughs> good. And if, and if they're like, man, this guy's terrible, you're like, yeah, he is awful. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to fire him. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly my approach. I was like, look, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to them. If they like it, then I'll tell them it's me. If they don't like it, I'll just be like, ah, yeah, he sucks. You're right. And I wouldn't have to say nothing. That's, so I sent them. <laughs> kind the of brilliant, and, honestly. And, and the guy who was playing drums at the time, he he would always let his wife listen to everything, all the bands he played in, all that stuff. And she would be the one to give like the thumbs up or down for the singer and all that. And she, she played it for her and he messaged me back. He's like, yo, who is that? My wife just said, he's good. He's got potential. And I was like... <laughs> Oh, wow. Motherfucker, that's me. He's <laughs> <laughs> got, si- got Simon Cowell listening to you. He's got potential. He's got potential. Right, yeah, yeah. So that was that was how I wound up singing. They were like, that was you? What? Oh, my God. All right, well, we're going to... Let's find a guitar player then, and you just fucking sing. And I'm like, all right, yeah, because I can't play and sing a guitar. I can't sing, sing and play at the same time. I can't do it. <laughs> I get that. Um, can't do it. <sighs> So that was still Action Man at that point. It's already changed your name by this time. So that was Action Man. So I was still Ronan James because I had earned my stripes as Ronan James when my brother was singing. So I just stayed as Ronan James. Now, do, now, you, want to, do you want to tell us your real name or is that is that is that too much of a secret? <laughs> well, James, I don't know that I keep track of another name, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to look me up on IMDb, it's under Jay Green because uh, James is my uh, my birth name given yep. name and uh green's my mom's maiden name my dad and i are estranged i don't really use my dad's name uh, <laughs> so green's my mom i've used my mom's maiden name since i can remember so um and yeah that's what i've always used for stunts i just abbreviated james to jay and uh the 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 reason another reason for the alias is when i moved to atlanta for stunts and this will be a, this is a little i'll make it quick but it's a crazy story i would wear band shirts and post on my social media and stuff like that. I would go into shows down there, punk shows, metal shows, flashing the horns, wearing like satiric Satan shirts, you know, satire, you know, like <laughs> unicorns with an, in a pentagram, like hail Satan stuff like that. <laughs> and I started getting messages from stunt coordinators, people way up in the business, uh, messaging me, are you some kind of Satan worshiper? What's up with all these pictures? And I started to realize, oh my God, a lot of these guys are like born again Christians. They're like super, super religious. Really? And oh my God. Yeah, working, a lot at, of them, working in Hollywood Babylon? Oh, uh, oh. Right. You would think, but this, but this, especially down in Atlanta, because you have a lot of Southerners oh, who, would, yeah. who they, a lot of the, especially these veteran stunt people who were coordinators at this level. Now they had all gone to Hollywood, made their bones there and then moved back to Atlanta with the tax credit and took their territory mm-hmm. back over. So they were original Bible belters, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was this whole thing where, you know, to get a job, you had to hustle, which just meant kiss ass. So people would hustle them at church. I was like, I'm not going to no fucking church. <laughs> I, I was so bad at hustling. I didn't kiss ass well enough. I wore Satan shirts and had coordinators like, are you a devil worshiper? And so I had to like separate the lives <laughs> so that I could keep getting work uh, and not have to worry about these guys wondering if I'm sacrificing goats in my spare time. <laughs> and you were, but you know, was, I was, but yeah. that's none of their business. Damn none it. Their business. I do offset is not their business. <laughs> <laughs> so, but 
I tell you what, you know, I was gonna say that's a pause. Whenever there's a pause, you know, we need we should probably put a song in. Should we put another song in? Uh, sure, that's fine. Um, yeah, we uh we have choices here. I guess we uh, let's put in uh died died and went to high school. Does that sound good? Yeah, let's do died and went to high school. That's so this okay. is a Dicky this is a Dicky Devil song, right? I, I heard this today yeah. when I was when Spotify was jerking me around. Hey, <laughs> hey, Dicky, do you want to introduce this one, buddy? Hey, Daddios! This is Dicky Devil, your favorite reanimated rock and roller from Deadsville, and you're getting ready to listen to our single "Died and Went to High School." Can you dig it? <laughs> Excellent. Where everybody used to live in dead We made deals with the devil And ended up here instead We've got to get those ratings Call the boss a big daddy-o Or else we all get cancelled And back to hell we go Cause I died I went to high school Now they're dead They go to my school Cause I died Went to high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Gotta go to my school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go down to Dentsville. Meet Dickie and the DVRs. Reanimated rocket rollers. Red doggies on the case again. Come on and get infected. My staff and the fear leaders. We've all been resurrected. Two star on Hell's Network. Cause I I can't top that. That was Dickie, De- <laughs> Dickie <laughs> Devil there with the introduction. Died and went to high school. And now you see why I love this fucking band so much and love this album so much. Really fucking good stuff. Every Ten, al- ten songs on the album, and they're all like that. Very, very good. Good stuff. Anyway, um, so you're in Atlanta. So how do you morph from Action Man into uh, the Deviants? So there was another band in between. Oh, we shit. Had, there we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I had another persona. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Johnny Stuntman. So, Jiminy so Cricket. So here, here's here's how it goes. So I'm in Atlanta, and um, now I'm heavily into the horror punk thing. I'm digging it. And I start a fan page 
just to do shit in my spare time because I'm like really liking a lot of bands, and I'm friends with some bands in Atlanta that are horror punk bands. Been around for a while, so I uh, I'm I'm really getting into the scene and uh, and stunts. You know, I'm doing my thing there, but stunt people are so catty and petty. I I don't like to like associate with them. I try and just I like musicians. I like freaks. I like punks. I like mm-hmm. skaters. I like anime and comic book nerds and all that kind of stuff so horror freaks that kind of thing those are my people obviously so um i was hanging out with those guys i start this horror punks usa fan page kind of modeled after this horror punks germany fan page this is that this guy over in germany was doing this was like six seven eight years ago maybe uh and i just start promoting bands just on my own just boom 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 and and the site blows up on instagram facebook all of a sudden thousands of followers and um and we're, you know, I, I wind up during this time, I wind up deciding to move back t- from Atlanta to Philly because I just keep traveling too much. Uh, and I got rid of my house down there. It was just me and my dog in a house and I has big house. And I was like, ah, I should just move back to Philly and I'll keep a room in a friend's house in Atlanta so I can go there and stay when I need to work, which is what I did. Property's uh, cheap down there, right? super cheap yeah. i had i had a three-bedroom ranch style house with a like carport big yard on front and back and i was paying like a thousand bucks a month it's crazy Jesus. yeah and i was yeah, in, but like, even that like that anymore though you know no it's I gone mean, up yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's definitely gone up since then like i said that was eight years ago or something but uh so yeah i decided to move back i moved back i reconnect with the old guys from action man and uh we decide to do a band with a girl singer first and we called it kaiju go go and we were gonna do like sci-fi stuff uh and monster stuff a little more horror punk influenced uh with a girl singer i was playing guitar i was still writing the songs uh i also took some savings that i had from working stunts for the last few years and i opened the studio where i am sitting now astro started as astro monster records and has since been redubbed deadsville studios uh i have seven eight bands that rent monthly down the hall i don't know if the mic's picking them up they're down there playing now Hmm. Uh, i can't hear them no? no, cool. No, that's, that's a good. That's a, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, good bike. All right. Yeah, it sounds like one or two of them are down there playing now. Uh, and then I have my big like uh, TV production studio in the room across from me here. Big room. It's got three different sets, and this is like my workstation room, my editing software workstation, monitors, all that kind of stuff. And it's also a bit of a lounge, <laughs> as you see. But uh, yeah, so I come back and I we start this band with this girl, and. What was it? Kajigugu? What? Kaiju Kajigugu? What? Kajigogo? <laughs> Kaiju Gogo. See, yes. it is like Kajigugu. It's like that eighties English Science man. Kaiju. Jesus, yeah. It's that whole Philly but, thing again. <laughs> but we were on the Godzilla thing before Godzilla was blowing up like it is now. I, I see that sounds familiar. What does it mean? What is it what does that So Kaiju was just a uh, giant monster? And Go Go was dance, giant monster dance. Ah, that's, that's, gotcha. it was it was pretty much like Monster Mash, giant monster mash in another mm. uh, form. Uh, so, with with Godzilla as our logo, we had a Godzilla silhouette as our logo. So we started out and <laughs> we auditioned in girl singers, and the girl I liked, the drummer decided he liked this other girl who we had a crush on, and nah. he was fresh. Yeah. And that was the end of that one. <laughs> Who could have seen that coming? I'm guessing. I'm guessing new drama incoming. <laughs> well, no, she had to join the band. Oh and shit! She, 
she yokoed the shit out of the band. I mean, I and I saw because she was trouble <laughs> right from day one. So that band folded quick. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not having, I'm singing. God damn it. I'm doing a band. I'm singing. I'm not waiting on these other people. I'm not having no girls. Nobody fucking, I'm just going to fucking sing. I'm just doing it. I, I'm writing the songs. I'm doing it. And uh, Voodoo Death Cult was born. And that featured my persona, Atari Skull Devil. <laughs> Fuck uh, me! <laughs> no, you, no, you don't. no, you're just making shit up. <laughs> I am not. I swear. <laughs> Atari Skullfucker. Atari Skull Devil. Uh, people called him Atari Skullfucker. He was an international ass-eating, fighting, uh, former slave, now like warlord uh, kind of. Well, I'll tell you what, Neil, no matter whether it's made up or not, he puts the effort into the he backstory. Does. He certainly does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got to have, hey, man, I'm all about kayfabe. I, <laughs> yeah. You got to have your backstory to make interesting characters. I make movies, so this is what it's all about. Did you ever, th- did you ever think about becoming a wrestling manager? Because <laughs> that's, that's what it's... Uh, maybe, well, stone work is only half a degree removed from wrestling. It, it is. You know 100%. how many ex-wrestlers I have trained for stunts? And we've actually done... Uh, rest- I did a short movie. I did a short film when I was living in Atlanta a couple years ago called Here Comes Santa Claus. You can find on uh, YouTube. And it's literally uh, a group of elves trying to go on strike. And Santa is an ex-pro wrestler and he just thrashes the shit out of these <laughs> small stunt people in, in the break room of Santa's workshop. And it's glorious and it's all wrestling moves. And the guy was the next wrestler that we had is, and we had a bunch of stunt people, little stunt people who were trained in wrestling moves. And that's how we did. Yeah. We did this fun little, wait, were they actual, were they actual little people? I mean, like, no, they were just really small. Uh, I was going to say, man, are, are there that many Kung Fu midgets in Philadelphia? <laughs> That's a great name for a band, man. Kung Fu there you Midgets. Go. Oh, oh that's, that is that's great. One of his, that's actually one of his other personalities. I'm just managing them. I'm not short enough. <laughs> they won't. They won't let you sing for them. They're holding out for that girl. Hold out for that girl singer. Right. Yes. The uh, the, the the little person girl singer. So so yeah. Uh, Voodoo Death Cult was born, and that was pretty popular in the horror punk scene. It was. Uh, that was like the flagship band for Hard Punks USA, which now had thousands of followers. We were putting on, oh god, we were putting on events all over Philly in the tri-state area. We were doing big festivals, semi-big festivals in the summer: Slasher Fest, Hellaware Horror Punk Fest, Pretty and Punk. Um, we did Ramones Gore for a little while, which mixed Ramones Core pop punk with horror punk. Um, Ramones Gore, I love that. That's great. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, had that classic picture of the Ramones as zombies as our flyer. What else? <laughs> well, did, did you guys record anything? Because it feels like it's a good time we did. to play one uh, of those songs. I mean, do, should we uh, play something by... Oh, we're we not allowed to. Do you? Oh, yeah, yeah, you could play something. You go ahead. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of songs. I didn't give you one of those. I, I totally flaked on Voodoo Death Cult. Um, do you well, have it handy? Will I be able to find it on the old YouTube? Oh, yeah, yeah, you can find it. Yes, yes. I will... Uh, well, let's see. What should you do? God... I don't know. We'll talk, uh, uh, and I'll tell you which one to, All right, <laughs> to we'll, play we'll, later. <laughs> we'll put it in later. We'll put it in later. No worries. Okay. Yeah. Let's check out Voodoo Death Cult. Yeah, this was there a you go. It'd be a surprise. And, yeah, and you'll notice a much growlier. Um, uh, people compare me. They were like, "You're like more punk rock Rob Zombie almost," and I was like, oh, "I could live with that." Cool. <laughs> I, I always. Uh, 
for for Atari, I always kind of felt Lee Ving was my main because I always love Fear, huge Fear sure. fan. So, so I wasn't, I didn't want to be another uh, Blitz Kid clone or Danzig clone when I was going to do this horror punk thing. I was like, I want to do something a little different. So we're going to go a little more Fear with Rob Zombie, kind of a little growly, little you know, but, how, but still baritone. How does Invasion at the Drive-In sound? Uh, should, 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 yeah. should, should we play that one or Doomed? Which one? Which one would you prefer? Oh, Doomed. Yeah, do Doomed. Doomed oh, okay. is a great one. Doom's, right. Doom's a little poppy. Doom's probably the most poppy one that we did, but Doom's a great one. It's about the old guy from uh, in every movie, really. But Friday the Thirteenth, uh, oh, crazy, crazy Ralph. Yeah, who warns the warns kids? The kids, you kids are doomed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that guy. It's about that guy. So that's it. Excellent. Yeah. Let's listen to Voodoo Death Cults. And what was your name in that one? Atari Skull Devil. Atari Skull Devil and Voodoo Death Cult was doomed. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that one. Doomed Voodoo <laughs> Death Cult, the short-lived Voodoo Death Cult, correct? Uh, no, well, they were around for a few years. We God did, damn it! Voodoo Death Cult was still going for. <laughs> they, they was there was a few, but there was a lot of member turnover. We kept going through drummers, bass players. Like me and the guitarist were the only mainstays in the band. We kept having to rotate out drummers, bass players. Um, I don't think we ever put in a second guitarist because we could barely find. You know, really the, find the first one. Huh? <laughs> the first one, yeah. I was like, man, I got one. Hold on to him tight and just work with him and worry about the other two pieces we need to have. Um, so we recorded stuff with Voodoo Death Cult. Uh, the guitar player was also like a young aspiring engineer. I wasn't 
as thrilled as I could have been with the recordings. Um, but they were good enough to kind of give an idea of what it, uh, what we were trying to get out there. It was definitely harder edge stuff than, than what Dickie would eventually be, and more a little harder than what I had done in Action Man. So, hmm. um, so yeah. Then around this time, and here's when we get to Dickie. Um, Voodoo Death Cult it, it kept shaking up. I kept having uh, at the time we had it was my drummer from the ex drummer from Action Man who was back with us who was filling in was going to kind of stick around. We didn't feel like looking for more people, but we weren't rehearsing a whole lot. Stuff wasn't really moving, and I was getting kind of antsy, uh, sitting here in a studio seven, six, seven days a week, um, not recording anything at the time and having all music in me. So I was like, I'm just going to see. I've never been able to play and sing guitar. Never done it. So I was like, I'm going to see if I can play and sing guitar. I'm going to see if I can just write. I want to play like some pop punky, just punk poppy type. Sure. Simple. Start with something simple. Simple shit, just like some bubblegum shit. Like, uh, you know, still keep it a little spooky, comic book, horror oriented, but. Um, Scooby Doo. Right. Exactly. And uh, and so I started just playing a little bit and I was like, oh, okay. And I was playing, writing a couple of songs. And I think Book of the Beast, the, the, uh, the one for the Sabrina, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Netflix show inspired <laughs> song was the first one I wrote. I was like, I'm going to do a little Sabrina song because like, I used to love the Archie comics back in the day and uh, love the show. So wrote that, got a couple guys together that were in other bands here in the studio, just other random guys who would be in their rooms mm-hmm. doing the same thing I'm doing, just waiting for the rest of their bandmates to show up. Hey, you want to come and jam on a song? I got this song. You want to come play something with me? I just, I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's really... I. You know, it might be good. Let me see. Let's play. So we jammed a little bit, and we were wind up recording a couple songs, and we think they're good, and we were like, okay, I want to put these out there. But here's one thing that I learned in the entertainment business: in stunts, um, people blow smoke up your ass constantly. If you have a little bit of, even if you have a little bit of, of. Um, position uh, a little bit of of something you can offer so to speak i was a stunt coordinator so all these aspiring stunt people would kiss my ass just like they thought they had to do for all these other people they hustled because they all wanted work and i had the jobs to give so there's this whole blow and smoke up here so so again in horror punks usa we were putting on shows we were putting on um we were we were doing video stuff on youtube and and interviewing bands and doing record reviews kind of you know similar to what you guys do but with video, and then we started getting banged with fucking copyright shit on YouTube for playing oh, songs. And that's why we it. don't go on don't YouTube. Even say it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we were like, "Fuck, we can't do this." Fuck. Uh, so we, ha- I had all that going on. So I, I kind of started to feel that stunt coordinator thing again, where I was going to be. Voodoo Death Cult was very popular. Was it because Voodoo Death Cult was good or was it because I ran Hard Punks USA and people wanted to blow smoke you, up my ass? You could help people. You could help people. Because yeah. I could help people. Right. So, I wanted to know if Dickie Devil was actually any good. I came up with this whole thing and I was like, I want to know if these songs are any good. We're going to record these. We're going to release them. We're going we're gonna to do a live stream. We're going to wear masks. We're going to wear bandanas and baseball hats uh, and, and these fucking Satan... Jack jackets or hoodies or something. I think we first had on the very first night. We're gonna look like like bandana desperados, like modern day, like gonna mug you deviants on the street corner. Um, 
you know, getting ready to rob somebody. That's the that's the shtick. Nobody's going to know it's me. I'm not going to tell anybody it's me. We're just going to put it out there. I'm going to say it's a band that's here in the studio that records new band, and we'll see what happens. And it got a hugely positive response. It it connected with people. Those songs connected with people, and I was like, okay, we're going to keep this going. This is. Let's see where we can go with this. And that kind of snowballed. We recorded a couple. I wrote a couple more songs. Got a couple other musicians who were more dedicated to the idea. Um, fleshed out the idea a little more of the Deviants, Deadsville, this whole mythos, this lore, this... Uh, yeah, expl- oh, explain and- Deadsville to everybody. Yeah, so that kind of came after the band. So the band first. So we got. I get the band together. We write these songs. And then... Uh, and we, I, I have a friend who um, who did our art. The girl who does the art for us, she's like a comic book artist. She does like very anime style, very cool stuff. She's done stuff for other horror punk bands. So we became friendly with her, and she did our first uh, couple drawings of the dog. We were like, yeah, uh, I had actually wanted a tattoo that's on my forearm right now of Anubis. I wanted an Anubis tattoo. I was looking at stuff, but I was like, I want something original. I want somebody to draw me something. So I asked this girl who uh, did all this cartoon art to draw me. An Anubis cartoon that I could get tattooed on my arm. So while I'm doing this, Dickie Devil's coming together, everything's happening, the songs are going well, people are really like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And and we had a little bit of a rockabilly edge because we had a stand-up drummer at, at the very beginning. He mm-hmm. was like, uh, and so we had a little, a couple of the songs were very kind of psycho rockabilly-ish, had a little bit of that. Love it, old, yep. <laughs> yeah, like twang in there to them. Um, and we... Uh, where was I with that? We were, uh, so we were thinking, we had stray cats. People were like, oh yeah, it's like spooky stray cats. Da, da, da. So I, I commissioned this drawing of the dog and then I'm like, you know what? We're going to make that the mascot. We're going to make Anubis. This cartoon Anubis is going to be our fucking doggy deviant. He's going to be the mascot of the band. <laughs> And and my tattoo became we altered it a little bit to be black and green with the green accents because that was Dickie's uh, color scheme. So we gave him the green eye and the green uh, collar and uh, and and that tattoo idea became Doggy Deviant. Uh, and we eventually wanted to do again. I have a background in film, so I was like, you know, let's do music videos. We'll do a music video and shoot it all. How can we do the dog though? How do we have? Animation's out of the question. That shit's too expensive. We don't have the budget for animation. But we do know people that make puppets. <laughs> <laughs> the classic hand puppet. Yep. And we were like, we have some... We Scary children since it's... it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Fucking, so, yeah. so, then, so then that's Punch where that went. So, we were, so yeah, we recorded all these songs. The... Um, the lore started to build itself. We kind of started to talk about ourselves in third person and talk about Deadsville being where we were from. We created this lore where, you know, we were... Uh, so so the whole Deadsville thing, if you want to get into that, or do you want to break yeah. first? Uh, yeah, we can play a song. We can play a song. Well, we did, uh, we did play uh, the theme song from the show, uh, Died and Went to High School, which kind of plays into it. I'll give the, the quick brief synopsis and then we'll jump to another song. Okay. The synopsis is that the, the Deviants, Dickie and the Deviants have, um, and everybody in Deadsville has signed a deal with the devil. It's kind of the story told in the song that to become famous, they all want to become famous. They didn't read the fine print though. So the devil has his own little town, his own little, and his own little 
streaming network, <laughs> DVTV. <laughs> so he makes good on all of his deals with these people, but the fine print stated that they would become famous in his TV show on his network, trapped in this little town of Deadsville forever as the living dead, uh, living out their shitty high school existence or Kyle, whatever their shitty lives. Um, and you know, that's their, so it's like an undead Buffy at this point, basically. It it is kind of an undead Buffy. Right. (laughs) And, but the deviants are like, they're the ones that are allowed to go out on tour. The whole thing is like, the big daddy-o, who is Satan, wants the deviants to spread his message. So they leave Deadsville and they can go on tour. And they also solve mysteries while they're out on the road. So there's your... <laughs> there's your Scooby-Doo tie-in. Yes. your Scooby-Doo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's listen to... Um, well, we did die and went to high school, unfortunately. Let's. Do, okay, so how did you decide to do the killer cover? Of the do run run, except you change it uh, to the humans run run, <laughs> which is fucking genius. Run, run. It's genius. Heard that one yeah, it's ge- <laughs> that's, that's a genius thanks. cover. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of bands that do. Uh, they do. Um, I listen to a lot of like punk pop goes punk covers stuff like that, where bands do yeah, uh, the old fifties covers, covers or of pop songs. Yeah, 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 even modern stuff, and yeah. so. One of our big influences in this band was Buddy Holly uh, and that whole era of stuff. So we did want to, we used to cover Oh Boy, um, and we wanted to do something kind of way back from then. So that's kind of how we came across uh, the Do Run Run. I was, I, I, you know, it's a song that's always been in my head since I was little, and I was just like, um, I, for, I forget how it even came about, but the aliens thing, I was just like, this is a no brainer. The humans run, run. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so the, the version we're going to play, you, you see, you didn't want the version that's on the album. You wanted a different version, right? Tell us, was this one of the girl singers from the previous band? No, no. Kira Galaxy, she's from a band called The Galaxy Has Eyes. They are uh, from Trevos, PA, and they're good friends of ours. They wound up getting recommended to us when, uh, right as Dickie was starting up, really, uh, and I was booking a bunch of punk shows and all for Horror Punks USA, and uh, another friend from bands reached out and was like, hey, we just played with this band. You should check them out. They got a killer girl singer. They're really good. They probably fit in with what you do. They do some sci-fi and spooky stuff, and uh, they got some really good... And I was like, oh, yeah, send me a link. And I checked them out. I was like, oh, yeah, really good. All right, cool. Let's book them. And we play with them, and like right off the bat, we like we were fast friends. Like Both bands were just like super... Uh, became super tight we wound up playing a bunch of shows together um the big thing was like both of our bands um people get up and dance you know we played through covid we did we you know when people were afraid to go near each other we we you know we we were coming out of this and, well, and we're still trying for to God's get sakes. right well yeah <laughs> but, but uh but we're still trying to get people to to you know dance get yep. active again it's still tough to get people you know out in the uh live music scene so yeah like with the local bands a lot of people still kind of stand around and back and judge or just kind of you know one or two guys dancing but we notice we play with a lot of bands we notice my band gets people dancing i'm sorry dickie's band sorry yeah excuse me <laughs> dickie's band gets uh gets the people dancing from beginning of set to end of set and cure galaxy and galaxy has eyes does the same thing as soon as they first chord people jump up they're up there dancing and it keeps going till the end of their set so right off the bat we were like and and she is great she's got a great uh 
stage presence, great voice, super powerful, very like classic uh, Wendy O. Williams kind of uh, style and delivery, X-ray specs kind of stuff too. Um, she's yeah, she's something. So we had already recorded the Humans Run Run twice on the EP, and then when we had gotten some new bandmates in, and I wanted to do another recording with the new band for the full length album of the same song. <laughs> But we had uh, we decided to do a uh, oh you know what it was we were somebody asked us to do a compilation it was that horror punks not dead volume one compilation album that came out of England okay uh, they had asked us to do if we wanted to contribute a song and I was like I don't want to give you guys a song that's going to be on the album let's give you guys an exclusive let me see uh, if Kira will learn this song and come sing it with us and we could duet it. At the time, we had played so many shows together mm-hmm. that she knew Kira, it. we started doing, um, we started covering Mast Intruders uh, Heart Shaped Guitar. guitar. Ah, That'd be perfect. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So she and I would do Heart Shaped Guitar, and we were doing that, and people loved it. We got a great response to <laughs> hey, that, too. Hold on, on hold on, Ronan. Are you, tell, are you in Mast Intruder? <laughs> is that one of your other? Is that, are you in that too? Orange. Yeah, are you intrude. Are you intrude to green or blue or something? I, I, I would probably be green if Dicky was in. in, in <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. But uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we did that one, and um, and yeah, it got a good response. So that's what made, gave me the idea. Why don't we do the humans run run and have Kira uh, jump on and duet it with me, and we could sing it together. So we started. You know, we planned to record that. And uh, we already had the original uh, recorded, so we just really had to go in and redo vocals yeah. for the original track. It was really easy to do. Uh, and then we started doing it live, too. We started playing it live when we would play together. People love it, because that's our closing song, and people go nuts. They do yeah. a circle. They jump for the yes and all kinds of stuff. Uh, but then also we decided, you know what? We want uh, videos are really big for Dickie Devil. It's a huge part of what we do in Deadsville and for Dickie. That was like a big, especially when COVID came along. I mean, the music industry is hurting. Uh, streaming doesn't pay shit. Well, I, t- I tell you what, Dickie. I mean, Dickie Ronan, shit. Let's <laughs> let's let's listen to the song, and then you can go yeah, back and talk more do about it. Up it. And let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do, do you want to have Dickie uh, introduce this? Yeah, this one's. Uh, which one are we doing now? Humans Run Run. Oh. Oh, Daddy-O's and Daddy-It's, this is your favorite reanimated rock and roller, Dickie Devil, back here to give you that intergalactic groove with our special guest, Kira Galaxy from the Galaxy Has Eyes. This one's the Humans Run Run. I hope you wore your running shoes. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, again, I can't top that. That was I think he dabbled in a deep I, I feel like, I feel like uh, yeah, he's definitely got the fifties radio voice down, huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's you know cool. what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe you can do some. Uh, maybe you can do some intros for us later on. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. that would be good. Yeah, we'll be good. bumpers. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah. Sure. So, <laughs> yeah, you was talking about the videos that you're making and stuff. Yeah, so obviously being a film guy, uh, you know, I wanted to make video a big part of this, especially when everything started kind of steamrolling and, and we had a huge... Girls love it. That was um, that was the one thing when I started writing these songs. I should mention that too. Um, the goal was to make people dance. When I decided I was going to write these poppy songs, I was like, we are going to pander to women. We're going to write spooky love songs uh that are going to make the girls at our live shows get up and dance and come mm. to the front i see what you're doing those, very smart and then all those guys, yeah, yeah and then all those guys are going to be like oh man i better go up where the girls are what am i doing i'm standing back here at the sausage party i better go to the front. <laughs> all, of a, all of a sudden you're, you're like in the mind of brett michaels you're like oh my gosh i've been wasting my life <laughs> <laughs> right and i was like this was the secret the whole time ah. <laughs> so uh, and yeah and it worked i mean it absolutely 100 percent worked because when we start playing that's who up front all the girls come to the front and they start dancing and that's when everything kind of gets going so uh yeah that was a big part of it getting that and then once the dancing happened and, and everybody was kind of buying into the shtick like i didn't know if everybody's gonna buy into sure. this i was like man yeah. i'm an idiot in a mask right now <laughs> <laughs> pretending to be like sweating some, my sweating my ass oh off my god this thing Oh my God, sweating! Yeah, that's why the bandanas went quick. We were like, we couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe and sing through the bandana. We had to get. Thank God for COVID, because everybody started making skull neck waders, which were nice and thin and breathable. So ah, yes. that's where they came from. But and, uh, and, and oh, dude, it, it looks like you have big green contact lenses in, right? Those look painful. I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dicky does. Uh, Dicky does. I'm sorry. Dicky does. Yeah. Dicky. Uh, there's real green eyes. They're not contacts. Oh <laughs> fuck yeah! Of course they are. Shit, silly <laughs> no, me. No, yeah, it's it's contacts, and I gotta put them in and out. It's one of the banes of my existence because I don't wear contacts normally, even though I'm wearing glasses. But they're just readers. I don't actually. Yeah. I had to start wearing contacts for stunts, and it was yeah a thing. <laughs> so you started making the videos. Because you got so the we started making the stuff there, right? Yeah. Yeah. The first one, uh, you know, we were like, uh, we're going to do blue screen videos. We got the puppet dog. We got this whole idea, this concept down with the big daddy We brought in characters. We And then it kind of started forming into this sitcom idea. And that's where that kind of came from. Because I have had friends who were writers here in Philly who have done stuff that's out on um, Hulu, Tubi, all that kind of stuff. Okay, so let's let's start from let's go back, step back a little here because, and and talk to us about this sitcom because I really I, you mentioned it earlier I think before we started recording and I have no idea what you're talking about so let's start over let's slow down a little bit and uh, <laughs> talk on the back. sitcom. <laughs> yes, are you familiar with it, Neil, or no? no? Just in passing. I mean, I've heard him mention okay. it, but I don't know anything about it. Yeah. So, so yeah, let's let's yeah we'll kind of go back to the beginning on that. Yeah, so so the sitcom idea came about. Well, again, COVID was going on. A, a lot of people were live streaming. That's how music was getting out to people. So sure. instantly it was like, hey, the way to connect to people, they're all on their phones. We got to do videos. Videos, how you connect with your music now. And um, being that we were like cartoon characters, the way we treat everything in this whole shtick, and we had an artist, I was like, you know what? I always wanted to do 
a full green screen, live people on animated backgrounds kind of thing, like a living anime or uh, reanimation, whatever you want to call it. Um, so that's kind of like where the idea came from. We just buy a big green screen. I already had a bunch of film equipment. We bought a couple big 40-foot green screens, put them up on the walls, made a green floor, and voila, we had Deadsville. And, and our artist would draw the background. So anywhere we wanted to set the show would be drawn and we are the 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 possibilities are endless episode and you were three. doing like were you doing 20 minutes i mean were they 10 minutes five minutes i, no, I had these to go were, find these when we're done these were full 22 to 24 minute episodes set in standard uh sitcom format um opening credits all that kind of stuff we did uh we had we have a, a show bible for the first 13 episodes we have the scripts written for the first three we shot the first one now when we were putting all this together we got the puppet made and we were like you know what is really going to sell this is if we can get a uh like a horror actor to voice the puppet how much can what can we actually one of my friends the guy who co-wrote the script mark mcnew who co-wrote the first three episodes with me he was friends with andrew brunyarski who played uh leatherface in the ah, Tex texas Chainsaw but, didn't talk, but didn't really talk not known uh, I, for his voice i think he had one line or something next or something he says some shit oh, like i was gonna say because he's certainly not known for his voice ahead. no no yeah. not that not at all but uh but the actor's known he's been in a bunch of other stuff sure. you, you know him as like uh chip from Batman and um, uh, who's the football player in the program with the uh, the, the steroid guy. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's been okay. in a ton of stuff. Um, and he's older now. And uh, but yeah, so he was Mark was friends with him on Facebook, and he reaches out to him, sends him the band's music, tells him what's going on, shows him the puppet, and he's like, "Yeah, would you be interested in voicing this puppet?" And the guy's like, "This band's awesome. I love this. Yeah, yeah." He's, and he's friends with the misfits. He's friends with all these. He's friends with all these people in L.A. Okay. Um, huh. Oh yeah, yeah. So he's originally from PA. It turns out he's from um, not far from us. Uh, God, I'm drawing a blank on the name of the town. It'll come to me. But uh, but yeah, he he hates it. He never wants to go back. He always <laughs> says he's, he's an L.A. guy now. Um, but yeah, he was like uh, he was really impressed with it, and so we we uh, he gave us a discount. We got him to. Uh, voiced the first episode and everything was good. Sent the scripts to him. He voiced them to us. Uh, he voiced them over out there. He actually went to um, the singer from Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, what's Jesse Hughes? Oh, Josh. 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 Not Josh, Jesse, the singer from not. Oh, sorry, not. Oh, Eagles of Death Metal. Eagles of Death Metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Jesse from Eagles of Death Metal. Uh, he went to his house and recorded the voiceover, and was and and he's like telling Jesse about the sitcom and the band and everything, and and he's like, yeah, yeah, you want to get Jesse on the show, and I'm like, oh my god, this is is this for real? Like we're okay, this is really <laughs> starting to. So, uh, we'll, we'll fast forward through some of that because it didn't all work out. We shot, we got the whole pilot done. We got everything done with Andrew. We, um, so were you thinking you were going to try to sell? Because at first, I think it was just like a self indulgent kind of a fun thing to do. At this point, are you thinking, well, maybe we could sell this to Adult Swim or some obscure? No, that was that was absolutely like the idea. Was Adult Swim? That was our target, uh, okay. and and that was what we were aiming for. That was um, I have friends, other filmmakers. Obviously, I've been in the business, the business for twenty sure. years, so I have a lot of friends. And if I have a product that I can take somewhere and shop it around, I can get it shopped around. I have sure you know agents yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yep. 
Yep. So, um, yeah, the idea that we could get this uh, star, and when he jumped on, I was like, wow, this is really like a possibility. We need to. So we started mapping everything out. We shoot the the original pilot with the original band, or one variation of the band. Not the original band, one variation <laughs> of it. <laughs> uh, we. I edit it, I do everything, I get it all done, I release it, and uh, we had no idea that Andrew had a bit of a bad reputation in the horror scene for some not-so-nice things he said about the original Leatherface Gunner Hansen. Apparently, there was a bit of a horror feud. Oh, <laughs> so when we took out ads and started promoting our little sitcom, people started commenting, this looks funny, but fuck Andrew Brynarski, I'm not watching this. And we were like, oh no, what the fuck? I had no idea. I had no idea. No idea. And that's what we later found out was like, it was this whole thing with like half the horror community hates him, half the car horror community loves him. There's, he's a very polarizing figure <laughs> so uh so uh he wound up still working we tried to you know work it out we did a couple music videos he had to do some dialogue for one of those uh it worked out okay but then things just were there was just too much back and forth and we were like you know what it's becoming too much of a headache to get some of this done let's uh let's move on <laughs> and uh and we kind of released him from his contract uh to pursue somebody else to do the dog at this point so at this point also we a couple band members quit we had some shake up in the production team with producers on the show and we were like all right let's revamp the band let's get somebody else in. actually the night that i let andrew go he had pissed me off so bad. I was like, I'll be on the phone tonight with Kane motherfucking Hodder to be our doggy deviant. Because, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I I know how the game works. And, and he tried to, like, big time me. And I've been around long enough that I'm... I'm paying you, motherfucker. It's not the other right. way around. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You're working. You're working for me. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. I, I that night I was on the phone. I actually messaged one of Kane's. Um, official page maybe the facebook page that night i got a email from his agent and i introduced myself to her she introduced herself to me she's like i heard you were looking for kane for a possible voiceover yeah 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 and we have turns out she's also the agent of many actors who i've worked with before bill mosley among them all these horror icons she represents we talked on the phone for hours she was like kane would love to be a part of this i love it I, she was just and she was like when you're all done and it's ready to get shopped around i'm gonna help you shop it i have friends too and this wow. would be we can really get this and i was like awesome so kane is signed on to be doggy deviant for the existence of doggy deviant's life uh if he gets picked up kane is our doggy deviant for, for those not familiar with the horror um genre um kane harder is who jason voorhees for starting with the starting with, with jason takes my hand uh, no, I think he started with, was it two or three he started in? He's done, oh, I thought he's, he was later than that. I thought he no, took over once they changed studios. No, he's done the most. He's the most Yeah, he's the most famous. The, yeah, yeah, he's uh, definitely the most the famous. Jasons. And he so, also did, Neil, do you remember the, he did that more recent series, slasher series, the guy who lived in the Louisiana Swamp. Yep, Hatchet. Can't say I know that one. No, I'm afraid. <laughs> Neil, man, it, 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 it's hard to be a horror fan because 90% of it's garbage, but once in a while, yeah. it's worth it for that, you know, 1% of the, yeah, 10% of the time when it's actually fun. So, yeah, for sure. What's for your favorite sure. horror movie? 
Mine? Yeah. Oh, man, there are so many, but... Um, God. Uh, top three at the top of your head. All right, top of my head. Uh, Monster Squad... Okay. I'm a sucker for, for like the the childhood yep. and Universal monsters kind of yep. mash up there. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? <sighs> Man. Um, do you like do you like the old original Dracula I mean, and stuff like that? The classic. Uh, I do. I do. Out of those, the Wolfman is my favorite. Gotcha. And, Interesting. And uh, Jason X is a fucking blast i love it, it i know it's not considered a great movie by any stretch but oh it's, it's got such, great kills though it's, it's got, got great, great kills. kills it's a perfect blend of sci-fi and horror slasher genre mash ah, it's just, just it's so ridiculous much. enough yeah <laughs> exactly no, I mean. exactly it, it knows it's ridiculous and it has a little fun with it so do you, do you like um, do you like the aliens uh series i do i do uh i like i even liked um Aliens vs. Predator. I really like that Aliens, uh, the one, that newer one where they had them on the other planet where they, we got the uh, jacked uh, Brody. Um, <laughs> what's his name? Oh, it's the one where they the aliens took all these different humans and put them on a planet and then hunted them there. Adrian Brody was was like uh, was like a merc. <laughs> oh, I think, I've, I think I've seen that. Yeah, I think I remember I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a fun one. Uh, they had like a samurai, like a Japanese samurai, and like all, like a like a serial killer, and all these like different types of. So uh, they really wanted to test themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's, you know what? That's that's Predator. I'm thinking of. Yes, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I think that's Predator. predator. Yeah, yeah. That's Predator. Alien, not alien. Predator, whatever. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I transitioned in my head when I said Alien versus Predator. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Now here's one for you. Did you ever see? The original Wicker Man from 1973, the English movie, Edward Woodward. I, God, if I did, I don't remember it. It's fucking superb. I would, I would I recommend know. that you're so fucking weird. And then they made that horrible remake with Nicolas Cage. But with if Nicolas you, Cage, the bees. Yeah, yeah. But if you get a chance to watch the original, just because it's so fucked up and weird in the early 70s, it's uh, hmm. excellent. Love the Wicker yeah. Man. Uh, yeah, I definitely will. I know I, it's a classic that I have. Uh, shame on me for not have seeing it, seen it yet. But uh, but yeah, the 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 bees left a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> I never went back and watched yeah. Yeah. the original. I was like, oh my god. Yes, just vaguely <laughs> the remake was just vaguely on the uh, you know based up based on the original. Um, I'm sorry. So sorry. You you you've got Kane Harder to do the voiceover, and so where can we see? Can we see this? So this or is, is it not out this yet. Is, this is a work in progress. So you're still doing this right now. I am. I am doing. I am in post production. Last night I was here till three in the morning editing in the, hmm. this, this seat right now, right next to me. Um, so it it's we shot it all last year, and then the bass player fucking quit the band. And mm. one of bass our executive, oh, yeah, worse. one of our executive producers also had went through a divorce and just fell off the face of the planet he told us he's like i'm gonna just gonna disappear i gotta step away i can't and we haven't heard from him since and this was last year so uh this is what happens this is why i get why people do simple one-on-one -on -one content these days because it's easy <laughs> and you can rely on yourself uh yeah so uh, this thing has been sitting this so we rebooted the pilot and and i learned a lot too uh 
doing the first one. The first one had a lot of flaws that I was kind of glad I was able to go back and do again. Um, it was funny and it had its moments, but I was like, we could punch some jokes up here and there. Yeah, yeah. I can do better effects. This can be a little better edited here and there. I can tighten this. And yeah, we, we kind of, we also kind of rewrote it catering to Kane a bit too. So, um, so that mm. that was all part of it as well. So when, when is the, uh, hopefully when's it going to be out? And how, and how can we see it? Uh, so there's a teaser out now. You can watch on YouTube, and it's probably on my Facebook page and stuff like that as well. Uh, that There's a couple teasers. There's a full, just like a cane teaser, where it's just like a reel of Doggy and funny little quotes from him in the episode. Um, and then there's a full, like, two-minute kind of... Um, showing you kind of like the setup for the episode and it's very scooby-doo-esque it's very scooby-doo meets ramones uh and you know we have the classic chase scene with the scooby-doo mm -hmm. in and out of the doors and all that kind of stuff not to spoil it all but uh but yeah it's very much in that vein is it sim Just is it similar to the music videos at all because they have a lot of music uh, oh, videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, okay. it is, it's, it's very similar to the music video. So, I mean, yeah, that's what... Uh, you know, the music videos also play into the lore. So we take the same characters who are in the sitcom, and they're in the music videos. The Big Daddios in the music videos yep. and the sitcom. That's right. I was just uh, watching one assisted. of those, yeah. Steph Infection. Yeah, you know, Steph, whole... Steph is dancing always to the left, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, they all kind of interconnect, and that's on purpose because... You know, the whole idea of this is music is dying, music, like live music. It's hard for bands to, uh, like the old way of connecting and finding an audience as a band isn't working anymore. Nobody's getting paid from streaming. Nobody's, you know, those new bands aren't making waves the way they used to back in the day. Um, you know, everybody is so inundated and so overloaded with stuff in the palm of their hand. Right. And video and, and, and sensory overload all the time that to like the people that are just listening to music are getting less and less every year I feel like just constantly getting less and less because they want a visual stimulant at the same time so I you know it's got to be kind of like um, you know they and and this gonna make some of the old heads unhappy i know i'm an old head too but i had to come to grips with this myself the old way of doing things is not going to work it's it's antiquated it's 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 not working we got to come up with new ways musicians got to come up with new ways to connect with people if you see the musicians who have active popular social media accounts are the ones that are doing well, whether it's for a podcast or they just go live every once in a while or they just go on and connect with people. That's where um, people feel a connection, a personal connection. And, you know, like you see it all the time. It's, it's, it's They're watching reels with music as a background. Music has now just become the soundtrack to everything else. Well, so I know. Uh, yeah, I, it I, is. I, I, I agree and I don't agree, you know, because I, I watch my kids, the way they consume music is much much different than the way i consumed it flipping my tapes over and listening to whole albums and all that but there's they still listen and you know I, once again i'm an old head too but i'm at work i'm wearing headphones i can't i can't look i have to have my eyes for work but right. i can always listen to music so i i, I don't know i, I are less well, people listening I, I don't know i i i, I don't know that i'm convinced of that but I won't say I don't say I won't say less people listening. I will say less people are going out and actively seeking new music. And or new buying music. it. Certainly less We're people buying, buying it for it. sure. Yeah. For sure. Like and that's how I think um, 
and again, like I bet you now you say, no, the way your kids consume music, I have a son too. The way he finds his music is he'll hear something on a real or a short or a TikTok video that's funny or that relates to the music and that he that's how he's like oh yeah this guy has uh he played this song or his TikTok that you know his some gamer who he follows was playing it while he was game some stuff like that they're finding it but they're not going out and looking for music necessarily yeah. the way well, we did, right. song, and the way we go, used to go they out they won't go by the album because they like the song Right, or if they do like it, they'll just they'll they'll stream it. But they found it because it was on a TikToker's yeah. video. You know what I mean? Like they don't go out. It's not necessarily they don't consume it, but they don't find it the way we used yeah. to find. It. You know what I mean? Like we used to go out and actively seek Word albums, of mouth or liner Word of mouth, looking straight you know, tapes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, looking at the cover of the album and turning to yeah. the back and seeing what the band looked like and being like, oh yeah, see who they thanked in the liner <laughs> notes. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. What t-shirts, exactly. what t-shirts they were. Yeah. Well, yep. it's, it's funny because my oldest son, who's twenty-four, is uh, almost twenty-five, I guess, is a huge movie buff, and his playlist is all movie songs. And you know, so I'll be like, he's listening to. It's funny when my wife just texts me like, as a human Shazam, people who died. She said, people who died. I'm like Jim Carroll, but my son will be listening to Jim Carroll, people who died, and it's because of movie. You know, it was in a movie. I think you mentioned earlier. I think it was in one of the Suicide yep. Squad movies. Yep. Um, but it's That's funny. So, so sometimes we can really connect over that because it'll be. Or you talk like Guardians of the Galaxy. Now a lot of that was like schmoozy seventies shit that I don't care about. But they had some cool, you know, rock, like seventies rock stuff that you know, it's it's kind of an interesting way that we can connect because he grew up listening to the Ramones of the Misfits and stuff in the back of the car, but he never really you know, it's not his music. Right. Right. So and it's, that's it's interesting. And, but and their their connection would be then like you said, like like for people that didn't grow, I didn't grow up on the Guardians of the Galaxy music, but that music, I love Guardians of the Galaxy. I was in Volume Two. It's one yeah. of my favorite comics, and and when that opening dance scene comes on, it gets you right in the feels. You're just like, this is a feel good song. This is so. Yeah. When you hear that song after that, you reconnect that emotion, and that's your you know you're connected to it from that, um, yeah. you know this visceral experience that isn't just the music per se. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's this whole it's the whole combination. Like, a, like it, a so. song that you were listening to while you were awkwardly rolling around the backseat of a car when you're 16 years old or whatever. Right? <laughs> Tom, do you, you want to have a, do you want to share well, something, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> have you got a story to tell us? <laughs> Really. <laughs> what song was it? It was fucking. It was Rod, it was Rod Stewart, oh, yeah. wasn't it? Do you think Listen, I'm sexy? I don't know what song it was, but I guarantee it was made by guys wearing spandex with long hair because that was made. <laughs> I was like, Ugh, that's not particularly sexy. You know what is I'll sexy? You, what. you know what is sexy? That's goth chicks. And let's uh, you tell yeah, us all about it, then, Nikki. Tell us all about your fucking goth chick song. Oh, daddy O's and daddy it's this next one is the next music video, as a matter of fact, on deck for Dickie Devil and the Deviants. That's right, your favorite reanimated rock and rollers are shooting this one in two weeks. It's an ode to the ladies of a dark persuasion, those beautiful goth girls. It's, oh my gosh! <laughs> Vampy vibes, but she's more punk rock. Girl, you make me say, oh my god. Girl, you make me say, oh my god. Girl, you make me say, oh my god. Black lips and skin like chalk. 
Girl, you make me say, oh my God. They say she's rabid and I think that's hot Girl, you make me say, oh my God Girl, you make me say, oh my God Girl, you make me say, oh my God Tattoos and a fishnet top Girl, you make me say, oh my God Make us say, oh my God. Girl, you make me say, oh my God. Girl, you make me say, oh my God. Black lips and skin like chalk. Girl, you make me say, oh my God. Girl, you make me say, oh my God. Girl, you make me say, oh my God. Tattoos and a fish that top. Girl, you make me say, oh my God. Girl, you make me say, oh my God. Girl, you make me say, oh my God. Looked in your eyes and the whole world stopped Girl, you make me say, oh my God Dickie Devil couldn't have said it better. That song was Oh My Goth by Dickie Devil and the Deviants, and yeah, they uh, love their girls in fishnets. Good Lord. Oh my God. Oh my God. Don't we all, Neil? Brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff, yeah. So so you guys... uh mostly play around the, the the east coast or have you have you been able to tour or is that kind of make difficult with the guys being a little older in the band or what's uh, what's your status you guys playing so, a lot uh we played a lot the last few years this year we've decided to dial it back and focus on the sitcom and okay. the video content a little more because we have it sitting and we want to kind of get it out there um we want to be like the monkeys, man, except the real band. That's that's the fucking point of this. We want to yeah, we want a TV show that ties into Aquabats, whoever you want to cite. You know, like that's that's mm-hmm. kind of what we're shooting for. So we have to uh, we we focused. We got an album out last year. We will write mo- more music. It won't be a full length album this year. We'll probably do another EP with a couple new songs on it. Um, but you know, the album is out. We'll let that kind of be out for a little while we'll let people enjoy what, what it have you, what have you put out total you got a full length out have you put out some other stuff the full length's out on vinyl and cd and eight track and cassette and whatever what's the uh <laughs> yeah we just have a couple other eps out there's two eps uh the first one was uh god what's it called uh oh it's uh, the undead one of rock and roll was the first ep mm-hmm. and then the second ep was deadsville transylvania one Three six 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 <laughs> one three six 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and those were uh, are those are those on physical release too, or is it just uh, they, streaming? They are on. We have D, uh, CDs for them. Uh, there's no vinyl for them, uh, and no cassettes or anything like that. We just did CDs. Okay. Um, 
there's still a vet. We have a few left, very limited. I think we only had a couple hundred run of each. Uh, the first one I think we're out of. The, the original EP we're out of. I think we might still have 50 of the, the second EP. And uh, yeah, we got a bunch of the full lengths and we should be getting our vinyls from Little Lost Girl Media any day now. I know she's been slammed with <laughs> a bunch of releases. So. so how did you meet? So she's in the North west right if i'm not mistaken Athena, yeah. she she's sort yeah. of active in our group sometimes we don't i don't really we don't know her personally but we have a lot of common friends and things how'd you end up uh hooking up with her so we're friends on facebook obviously we're in a bunch of the sure. groups we see the activity we talk we're friends um she works with uh bands that we're friends with on these like eight tracks she'd done some releases with some of the other bands and sure. um and so uh, I am. I, I was raised by my mom. I'm big on uh, female empowerment. I, my best now friend. I can hear that, now I can hear that band in the background. You're talking yeah, about the band. The band. Now it's like, what's yeah, the yeah, what's can, yeah, yeah. There's a, yeah. Apologies. Yeah, it's getting later and they're coming in. Um, the uh, you know so. I was shopping the the album was done and I was sending out samples for people to listen to so we can get some press and to labels to see if anybody wanted to press vinyl. It's expensive to press vinyl. Couldn't do it ourselves. Um, so sent it to a few different people. Very little interest. And uh, and I had sent it to uh, Athena just kind of in passing because I, I didn't know that she did vinyl. I knew she did cassettes yeah, and I knew she did the eight tracks. Yeah. Right. So I was just like, hey, you know, you and she had really good taste in music more than anything. So I was like, and you, you know, you have a little label going. I just wanted to send it and, and get some feedback. Well, she wrote me back, and she was like, I fucking love this. This is fucking amazing. This is great. This is, where, where did this come from? And was just, like, blown away. And and the end of the email, she's like, who's, is anybody producing this? What's going on? What are you doing with it? And I was like, that's what I'm shopping around for. I don't know. We're, we're waiting to see. And uh, she was like, I just finished up. She had just finished up one other, I think a seven inch or one other vinyl. And she's like, I can get you vinyl. If you want to do, we could do a hundred vinyl and I got a place that we can get them done. We could do a pre-order. I could do all the work. I'll get it done for you. If you let me put it out. I really like this. I would really love to do it. I, you know, and she was just so enthusiastic and such a sweetheart. I was like, you know what? And I, and I, I looked at her, you know, her eight track stuff was popular. Her, the little lost girl media, there were people like digging on those cassettes and eight tracks. I was like, all right, well, if you've got a vinyl connection, yeah, why not? Right. Yeah. Yeah. She seemed like she worked hard. She was, you know, person who was good on her word. She wasn't going nowhere. She was pretty, you know, she had been putting out the the product for sure. a little bit. Um, and, it, but, and it, let's face it, we're talking about getting it out there. We're not, it's not like you're signing a contract or something. It's just about right. getting the vinyl out there. And yep, exactly, exactly. So she did, a, you know, a lot of the legwork on that. She had the plant. Uh, she set up the pre order. We did everything through uh, Little Lost Girl Media. We did a. Um, exclusive green vinyl for the mm -hmm. 100 limited to uh to exclusive you know lost girl media so if anything ever else gets made no green vinyl <laughs> so that's only 100 copies Neil. yeah, yeah 100 copies of the green vinyl and that's it uh, well i feel i feel lucky to have one very very good it's good stuff yeah <laughs> i don't even have a green one yet I'm oh you don't my, <laughs> wow i have the I hey, five. don't you give him mine, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> They're on their way. We're, we have uh, Dickie has a show with Cancer Slug coming up uh, at the end of the month, so we're going to have him in time for that. Uh, and then they you, know have two who, you know who Cancer Slug is, Neil? Uh, I don't. 
Ooh. The only reason I really know who they are is because the singer sings for Doyle. Yeah. Like okay. from the Misfits band. I don't, they're kind of a metally punky kind of thing. Doyle is, yes. Cancer Slug is very... Um, they're like obnoxiously abrasive. Uh, kind of like old school punk. Like he, he, He's got a bit of uh, Ramonesy pop to him, but he sings like about killing hookers and <laughs> I hate your kids and like uh, do I look like I give a fuck is one of his songs one of his best. like he's got like uh, 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 hung like Jesus is a name of one of his songs oh, okay. um, like his st- <laughs> it's a it's a it's a cult they call it the slug cult and uh, yeah it's a, it's a it's a bit of an acquired taste but <laughs> Alex Story is his name he's the singer yeah. Story that's right for, uh, for Doyle and he fronts Cancer Slug so uh, yeah they're a lot of fun they're and they haven't been here in the area in like ten years so we should get a good turnout there have you have you played any any dates anywhere else other than the Northeast have you been uh, Midwest we, or anything? we did a little bit of Midwest we we went to uh, Indianapolis and played punk rock night Indianapolis last year oh hey at the Melody Inn yes at the Melody Inn they were awesome there man awesome yeah. people treated us awesome yeah, the crowd great. was that's great. great awesome yeah awesome crowd awesome people uh and they have the punk rock house they put you up for the night so you don't have to get a hotel that was awesome it's you know great scene awesome people there we can't say enough nice things about uh that whole uh you know melody in crowd for for the uh in uh indie punk nights well if you want if you want to if you want to come out to Loganport, indiana if you like indiana if you want to come out to Loganport in the middle of may uh yeah we put Don't on uh offering people gigs neil it always <laughs> comes back to bite you in the ass you're, you're <laughs> the bill. stop offering people gigs well we do you know we we do it well that would be good though man they'd fit right in don't you think i think that would be that's really true, good it's pretty pretty considerable expense to come from uh they'd have to set up a couple dates in the middle yeah well, that's we do we usually do uh that's what we did last year because we had we actually took slasher fest on the road for the first time last year and went to uh cleveland ohio at um uh hatfield's good grub yeah, yeah. Our, our buddy in uh, Logansport, indiana he has a restaurant slash record store slash i don't know whatever whatever else tom how would you describe it a arcade. bar yeah like a bar arcade yeah. thing a barcade no, you know, yeah. i think he can't i think he can't i think he can't call it that because somebody like Yes, the Philly, the Philly bar, the barcade in Philadelphia owns the, the rights name. to the name. Okay. Yeah, oh boy, yeah, I remember him saying it's yeah. something that they couldn't use that term, but I could use it. I don't care. Yeah, you could say it, but you they ain't gonna sue me, right? Yeah, they, they can't will. write it on anything or use it to promote. But anyway, we had a we had a we had a thing last year we put on for Joey Ramone's birthday, and we had the Queers and uh, the Don't Wanna's and the Putts, right, Tom? There was three bands. Yep. Uh, that's put awesome. it on. Put it Matt on for free. Good. He does good. Matt does good stuff over there. No question about yeah, it. Yeah, he does. That's yeah, awesome. That's good. We. Uh, we played with Joe a couple times in the Queers, and last year, Joe asked Dickie up on stage to cover the nice. remains. Yeah, yeah, at Bar Thirteen when he came through, they asked. We uh, uh we uh, we got we're gonna have to. We haven't officially announced that. I mean, it's kind of a poorly kept secret that we're doing the Joey Ramone thing again, but we haven't quite 
It's not yeah, nailed down yet, right? Nailed down. Right, right. So we're working on it. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So it's good, good time. Well, yeah, keep us in the loop if you uh, if you yeah, want. We'll like, see if no, we can we'd, make it. We'd love, to, we'd love to have you play an event that we are involved with. But let's again, it's like we uh, we 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 don't promote. Like we don't do our own shows. Like other people do them for us out of the kindness of their heart. So we right. kind of and we show up let right them, and take the plot and take the lead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you know, something kind of conflict that you won't think you might not even show up. I'm just going to, uh, I'm going to make, uh, uh, Aaron speak with an English accent. I'll tell everybody, Aaron, the guy who works at the record store, is you. Hey, 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 hey listen, I, I don't know how many more choices, chances I'll get to see social detouring because of Mike's voice. Yeah, so I know. I don't know, I man. Know. We'll see. Well, we'll um, see if they even make it to Chicago. Yeah, right. Um, so. So uh, we should we should make sure because I, I hear the band's kind of firing up behind him. Let let's get all his where people could find his stuff. Where let's go into all that stuff. Make sure he gets a chance to promote his stuff. So yeah. he can do he, all, he all can the thousands all the thousands of things you're involved in. What oh, you, man. promote it all there, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, Daddy O's and Daddy Yets. You want to follow. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff to Dickie Devil and the Deviants wherever you see them on all the social medias and streaming apps and all that fun stuff. And then you can find Ronan James and uh, Deadsville Productions all over Facebook, YouTube, Deadsville 13, uh, at Deadsville 13 or at Deadsville Productions. Follow Ronan James and Steph Infection and Maddie Meek. We are the uh, current driving forces here um, behind all of the content that we have coming out. (laughs) So there's a ton of it coming and uh yeah it's all based here so we're trying to we're trying to get everything into one mm-hmm. there's stuff all over so we're trying to pull it all into one spot so we have the podcast deadsville horror talk where we review horror movies now when is that when is that on that's uh we would it was weekly now we're going to switch to bi-weekly because every day i'm doing a live stream on facebook talking about horror headlines and horror news how long so, is that uh, was that like 30 minutes or something must be like 10 minutes right so it's gotta be quick no right? no i do an hour-long show every, every monday day through friday yeah Damn. monday through friday and you're not getting paid I mean, is, there, is there that much horror news there is you'd be surprised i mean some days i gotta stretch it out and we do uh we do the live chat i read people's responses and stuff to some of the news horror fans are very passionate so we uh you know and i'll make comments throughout the day on my facebook page i'll I'll make posts where i'll share some of these headlines and they can comment on it throughout the day and then i'll go live at five o'clock i'll read the story or we'll watch a trailer or something along those lines and i'll react i'll give my reaction and i'll jump to the you know my facebook comments what's that called that's uh well that's on my facebook page if you just go to the ronan yeah ronan james two ronan james okay (laughs) ronan james Uh, the second (laughs) yes as they zucked my first one (laughs) oh bastards so yeah yeah i'm not the second born i'm just the second facebook profile so it's (laughs) (laughs) got it Uh, so yeah you can watch uh daily booze every monday through friday 5 p.m eastern for about an hour talking all the latest horror headlines then Every other week you'll get uh, on Spotify and wherever you will uh, have. Oh, and you can also listen to these. I upload them to Spotify as well. So every day there's a new podcast going to Spotify for Daily Boost. Wow. Uh, wow. Put us to shame, Neil, with our two a week we used to do. Yeah, right. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the, the Deadsville Horror Talk will be bi-weekly. Uh, Steph and I 
and sometimes Maddie jumps in. We'll watch a movie, then we'll you know do about an hour long podcast reviewing it, spoiler free bit first, and then we dig in and get into spoilers and either praise it or rip it apart. And I'll give some inside information and stuff. That seems to be what uh, kind of sets me apart, I guess, having all the stunt background, knowing how movies get made and all the inner workings of Hollywood to some if, extent. If we wanted to buy Dickie Devil t-shirts or stuff like that, can you? Uh, is the merch available somewhere? Yes, that is on deadsvilleproductions.bigcartel.com. Okay. And uh, there are Deadsville shirts and Dickie Devil. I think we have a couple of the Dickie Devil shirts left. Uh, limited sizes, though, I'm pretty sure. we got to redo a whole merch order. The Deadsville mm-hmm. trucker caps we're out of. Um yeah, we uh, we got to re-up. But we have plenty of Deadsville t-shirts. Uh, I think that's what we just sent you right, Neil. You do? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm sporting my <laughs> Deadsville t-shirt right now, as a matter of fact. Oh, yes. awesome, awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's got the Deadsville headstone on it, uh, and it has the slogan, where everyone is dying to live. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, well, I'll tell you what, let's play a last song. Um, I have t- choices of two here. There's uh, the Christmas song that you guys did, or there's Bewitched. Which one uh, Which one is a good one to go out with? Uh, not to go out with, but to play last. Uh, let's do... Hmm. Let's do Bewitched, because that's the new current band. The Christmas song, while I, you know, I never thought I'd write a Christmas song, or should I say Dickie would write a Christmas song <laughs> ever, or any nation of any of my bands. But here we were doing a Christmas song, so uh, yeah, we figured Mass Intruder did one. We could do one, too. God damn it. <laughs> you are in Mass Intruder, aren't you? Yeah, we're, we're getting there. Yeah, he's going to admit it. Alright, so uh, Dickie, don't why don't... He, I don't think he could hide that hair. I don't think he could hide the hair under the ski mask, Neil. That's yeah, true. Be tough at this <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. So, Dickie, why don't why do you talk up this, uh, this song Bewitched, my friend? So, Bewitched, Daddy O's and Daddy <laughs> takes you back to the golden days of television sitcoms and a show called Bewitched. Growing up, I had a crush on a certain Samantha Stevens. So this song kind of goes out to her, but also to those spooky goth girls once again that we see at all our shows. This goes out to all you and how you bewitch us. With darkness in her eyes 
only girl I wanna be with She was sexy, wasn't she? <laughs> wow. She absolutely was. That man, outfit, between, man. Between it was her... Because like, I was really young. I mean, I was watching reruns. I'm sure you were, too. Yep. You know, watching the reruns. And there was definitely definitely something going on there. Uh-huh. Between I her... fully understand, you know. Uh, no, absolutely. Between her and I Dream a Genie, that was like my awakening. I oh, guess. you I know what? Like, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm thinking I Dream a Genie. But you know what? Yeah, Bewitched, she was good, too. She Bewitched had two different husbands. Too. Yeah, yeah. Or was yeah, that yeah, uh, no, no, it was it was bewitched. Had two different Darrens. Yes, two different it, Darrens. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was Darren that I was awakening to, Neil. <laughs> how, about Gil- how about Gilligan's Isle or whatever it was called? Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, everybody loved Ginger, you know, or you know, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was, I was actually, I, well, I was both. I liked them both. Exactly, you had the best of both worlds: the the wholesome good girl and the and the the vamp, the Hollywood vamp. <laughs> yeah, I so liked her. I tell you what, I, the the uh, you were talking earlier, and I, I think it was before we started recording that you've been involved with some bigger movies. What are the big? Uh, I mean, I know you're doing stunt work. It's not you're, you're not necessarily the face man, but what what are some bigger the bigger movies that you've been involved with? So uh, the biggest movies would be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I was a Cree stunt monk, and if you blink, you'll probably miss me. But okay. uh, have you well, seen? You were the movie? Actually, okay. You were. Yes, on, you, I've seen okay. it. So at the end of the movie, when Ego, the living planet, that blob is like enveloping all the different planets. There's a scene Kurt with Russell. Yeah, with 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 four blue aliens running down a mountain, and the blob envelops us as we fall. So oh, that no was uh, I was one of the little blue aliens running down the running down the mountain there that got <laughs> that got killed by the okay. blob. Uh, I've also been in uh, Escape Plan Two. I I got to rough up Sylvester Stallone, which um, dream come true as a kid from Philly. I was one of the kids. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, I was one of the kids that got pulled out of school to go follow him in was it Rocky Two where he's running yeah, down II, the, yeah. towards the art museum. Uh, they, yeah, they pulled a bunch of us out of school and we were all running down the street with him in that. And uh, so yeah, full circle. Um, however many years later, <laughs> I'm an adult and I'm kicking his ass in a prison scene in Escape Plan Two. So uh, that was fun. Uh, I've done. I was uh, I had a co-starring role on Gotham where they had me speaking. I got my name in the credits and all that as a co-star. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sag card? Oh, I've had yeah, I've had the SAG card for a while. They they don't let you do a lot of this stuff without it. Well, I thought you had to have speaking roles to uh, well, stunts is also covered under SAG too. So, uh, okay. yeah, yeah, stunt players are considered principal just like uh just their their principal talent just like an actor, just like a main okay. speaking role actor. Anybody that cool. speaks uh, stunts yeah, because of the physicality. Uh, but they also now have, uh, they do a lot of work with stunt actors, where actors, where stunt people can also act a little bit, or an actor can also do physical, some some limited physical stunts. But, uh, but yeah, so that's where um, I have the biker look, <laughs> obviously. So yeah, uh, right. they, uh, I was tattooed. They were like, hey, and I'd already been working on the show, doubling for people and doing other things on the show. So they were like, hey, grow your beard. We're going to have you play a biker. You want to come audition for this? And uh, I had to go read some lines, punch a cop. Uh, yeah. It's a dream come true. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a young punk, it was a, definitely a dream come true. You had to knock out a cop. You had to call your mom like, I got the best gig. I got the punching cop. <laughs> yep, yep. So um, as, a, as a, going back to your stuntman career, what's the worst injury you've ever had? Uh, well, it happened not related to stunts. I was in a motorcycle accident completely on my own time. It was just riding down the street. And got hit by a car. That was the worst. Stunts I've never really, aside from, you know, bumps and bruises and uh, twisted ankle... You know, oh, well, that was that was underwhelming. Make, spring make, finger, dude. Yeah, make yeah, make yeah, something yeah. up. Make <laughs> something up. <laughs> I mean, all of my injuries happened post uh, prior to stunts. I've had my nose broken because I, I was a martial artist and I was a punk and I was a fighter and I was a bad Jesus kid getting Christ. in a lot of trouble when I was young. So there was a lot. Yeah, there was a lot going on back in the day. All my injuries took place way before that. <laughs> he, he, he looks too nice of a guy, doesn't he, Tom? To be giving out interviews all the time. But you know, age smells us, Neil. Age smells us. That is out. true. Well, age it definitely does. Smell does. Us. Indeed, it, definitely it does. does. And I'll tell you a secret too. Some of the meanest-looking Hollywood tough guys are the nicest people you will ever meet. Danny Trejo is like the prime example. The oh, machete. Yes, looks like the meanest guy you do not want to come across in a dark alley. And this guy, like, all he does is like rescue animals and help foundations this dude is like a, a complete sweetheart mm-hmm. and and that's the way you get with a lot of those guys that wind up playing the villains um they're super nice guys and conversely you will find people who play the good guy on tv sometimes they're a dick Assholes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did you did you do any professional wrestling at all no, I didn't do any. I've didn't. done it in okay. the movies. I did it. I did. A, I played Atari Skull Devil made a cameo in one of Mark Mackner's movies, one of his schlocky B flicks, mm. uh, as himself, the uh, professional wrestler pursuing his dreams to be a professional wrestler. So mm. I did some on camera, but not actual professional wrestling. Okay. Well, Tom, do you have anything else for this man? We've covered a I lot, of, one more a question, lot of stuff. I, I have one more question, <laughs> but I can't remember what it is. Okay, I'm going to ask him one Monsters or Adam's Family? Oh man, um, I'm gonna go monsters. I gotta go monsters. Yeah. Uh, Achilles heel. Yeah, it's tough because uh, yeah, I mean I love both obviously, but I just like the monster designs of the monsters better. I'm a I'm a Universal mm-hmm. monsters uh, lover. Um, I love the classic monsters. So you know, uh, Adam's family is creepy. I appreciate the creep factor and the spookiness and the goth of it all, but. But having the actual Frankenstein and the vampire and the werewolf and, you know, that was, that ekes it out. That gives it the edge for me. I love them both, but the actual monsters give me the, gives it the edge. Oh, and the theme song is so good, too. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How about you, Tom? I I, kind of, boy, that's a tough one because I I do generally like the monsters, but I think the writing on Adam's Family is a little sharper, next level, satirical writing. But I, I can go either way. On any would, given day, I would agree I love with the that, writing. I, think I the, love the Wednesday thing that Netflix did. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. good. It which, turned out which, to be very good. Well, it's shocking because how many things can a fifty-year-old man watch with his sixteen-year-old daughter, and they both enjoy? And that's what we found without it without it being so. creepy. Yes, indeed. <laughs> 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 well, I didn't say it was creepy. But, uh, <laughs> so, what did you think about the Rob Zombie monsters? 
Oh God! Uh, uh, same here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. I didn't hate it, but I was like, wait, uh, there's just like movies are there's a there's there's a three structure act to making movies. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end. And I was just like, there is none of that here. This is just a story. This is just like a stream of consciousness almost. This is just shit happening and just <laughs> going along for the ride. I was like, what? And then the yeah, end, those scenes, those kind of weird montage scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, well, this is all just not coming together for me. Did I, you see that? Did you see that, Neil? I did not. No, I've I've tended to stay away from any of his shit. Well, I, I well I wouldn't because I think House of a Thousand Corpses is a great fun like horror movie. I like some Rob Zombie stuff actually quite a bit, but um, yeah, I can't really in good conscience recommend uh, recommend that. But I like I said, most horror movies are. I mean, that wasn't horror; that was more of a comedy. But the you know, yeah. the other thing, I, the the one I'm fascinated about, and maybe you know something about it, maybe you don't, because I was such a big fan of the original. We actually had a guy on a couple weeks ago who was doing some minor stuff for trauma films, but the Toxic Avenger remake. Is there yeah. any chance this is going to be good? It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Trauma has no hand in it other than... Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the thing with know. Troma, I know, I mean, I know they make schlocky, crappy B-movies, yeah. but the, when they did it in the 80s, especially, when they got it right, the tone was perfect. Like, I just can't imagine how you'd do a different tone with that movie. No, I, I don't know how they're going to do it especially in today's climate with all the wokeness and everything going on like how are they going to pull this off i don't know how this is (sighs) i i just watched i watched uh, the other day i just watched the class of newcomb high again you look at that one some of all those those bad punk rockers and stuff right well yeah yeah because i because i watched the class in 1984 too because i do think it's fascinating the way that like these film directors Oh, portrayed punk rock, yeah. Portrayed punk rockers, yeah. yeah. Well, but the band yep. in the band in the class of nineteen eighty four was Teenage Head, the Canadian punk band. The punk band in Class of Newcomb High Neil, uncredited, Young Smithereens. Remember the Smithereens? I do like, remember the Smithereens. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I actually love the early like college rock Smithereens, but don't hold it against me. <laughs> House we used to live in and all that. Behind the wall, sleep. Blood roses. Anyway, wow. Anyway, we 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 way lost track. Anyway, you no, know, I think I'm, I think I'm good. We should probably let Dickie or James or Ronan or whatever his name is. We should probably let him get back to editing till three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm headed to Bar 13's Asylum with the uh, lovely ladies of Densville, Steph Infection, and Maddie Meek. So uh, they're waiting oh. for me to wrap up and. Oh, well, excellent, man. We can bring them on. Bring them on. Let's get them to say hello. Do you want to come say hi, Steph? Come say hi on the, the podcast over here. You're not dressed yet. Oh my god! Oh my goth, you mean? Oh my god! Hey, hey Steph. Headphones on. Go ahead and say hi to oh. Neil and Tom. Hello. Hi there. How, How you doing? doing? Hi guys. Hi. You all right? <laughs> You're not being held hostage, are you? Tap three times on your right headphone if you need help. <laughs> oh wait, oh wait, well, I don't know my right or left. No, <laughs> that could get really weird. <laughs> now this has been a really fun talk. He's been uh, whatever his names are. He's has like sixteen he's names, but he's great. Man. He's awesome. He- <laughs> yeah. No, I just came in. I gave him the little tap on the wrist. We were supposed to leave, but Time I know he's having fun in here. Yeah. No, All right, I'll tell you what. Good. Yeah, we'll I, wrap, it's so we'll nice up, talking to you guys. No, no thanks for coming good. on. Thanks for coming on. Oh yeah. yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> Here you go. I'll get you back to the band. Yeah. Right, Have a good night, guys. See ya. You too. Have fun.
That was Ste- that was a lovely Steph infection there. There Tom. you go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Rob Dickey, thanks so much for coming on, man. I'm glad, yeah. that, I'm glad that once again, Justin Justin made a good call. He said this guy's real interesting. You got to talk to him. Like, all right, we'll yeah. do their world. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Like I said, uh, we appreciate Justin too, man. He he definitely spreads the good Deadsville word. He uh, is. Uh, yeah, he is. You know, a lot of times you meet musicians and they're sort of like a weird jealousy thing going i don't get that at all from him if he likes a band he's happy to promote them so and, and yeah. i grew up i always wanted to be that guy too you know yep no and that's the way when we started horror punks usa that was one of the things i noticed like what killed the horror punk scene because we were booking exclusively horror punk bands at first i'll make this quick um but they all were just talking shit on each other yeah. behind the backs behind the scenes this one didn't want to play with this one this one didn't want to i was like you know what if that's the kind of stuff you do, don't even bother submitting. We're not booking you. We're booking well, professionals who want to come and play. We're all here to work and do a job. So get along. Don't fucking whatever kind of personal stuff. Leave that at the door, or else you're not going to play for us. Because I'm not, you know, like all that uh, the jealousy of musicians, the ego of musicians, dude. Yeah. It's it's crazy. So when well, you find cool ones, it's cool. Spoiler alert: No one's going to get rich. We're better together than we are fighting each other. So absolutely. Damn, so, wise words from uh, I'll tell you what, trauma. that's probably a good place to leave it. And since yep. you got to go out on the town, you're going to go out the town. I'm just like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but anyways, dude, it was, it was real good to meet you, man. Yeah. Enjoy the talk. Oh, man, it was great talking to you guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, again, we appreciate you having the album on the top uh, albums for last year. Really. No, man, it was it was great. And congratulations. And yeah, hopefully you may, when the TV show comes out, maybe we'll talk again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anytime. Anytime. Cool. cool. All right, boys. Keep up the good work, man. Thank Appreciate you. Right. Yeah. Thanks. See you. Thanks, man. Yep. Yeah. And uh, everybody, keep a little mark in your heart and stay free. Smell you later. Smell you later, everybody. Bye-bye. Okay, that brings us to the end of another show. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember, keep a little mark in your heart, and we'll be back the same mark time, same mark channel. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Ah, <laughs> Ever get the feeling you've been cheated? Good night. What a fucking rotter. What a load of old shit. Thank you, fuck you, bye, boom. Ah!